All right, Be'azat Hashem, we begin Perek Shalishi of Yichot Hamas, the third chapter of this treatise, Halacha <clears throat> Aleph. And this treatise, by, this chapter, by the way, deals with uh, the actual laws of Bedikat Hamas, which we started discussing in the last chapter. When a person does a Bedikat Hamas on the night of the 14th of Nisan, he should then proceed to remove the Hamas from all of the holes and hiding places and corners. And he should then proceed to gather everything together. And then he should place everything together in one single designated place until the beginning of the sixth hour of the following day, the eve of Pesach. At which time he should destroy, dispose of this Hamas. This is not uh, mandatory, he doesn't need to wait until that time if he wants to rather destroy the Hamas, dispose of that Hamas beforehand on the night of the of the 14th, he may do so. Now what happens when a person wants to leave some Hamas to eat for breakfast the next morning? As we mentioned, we are given the first third of the day to eat Hamas as much as we want. So if I want to leave some from the night of Bedikat Hamas for the morning, what can I do with that? You should not leave it spread out and scattered everywhere. Rather, he should preserve it, he should leave it inside a known receptacle, compartment, container, or a known corner. Then it's hard, and you should be careful with it. Because if it happens to be that he leaves a certain amount and then finds less, as we mentioned in the last chapter, if you leave 10 pieces of bread and then find nine, then we go back to having the suspicion of Then he would be he would become obligated again on the Tekana of Pedikat Hames because of this presumption that per, this concern that perhaps rodents may have carried some of these Hames from place to place. What happens when the 14th of Nisan is the day of Shabbat? So we actually do Bedikat Hames the night prior to that Thursday night, which is the 13th, the night of the 13th of Nisan. And he should leave enough Hames out so he has enough to eat Hames until the, first, the end of the first third of daylight on the day of Shabbat, which is the 14th. And he should keep this amount of Hamas that's being left for use during Shabbat in a specific place, a place that's not going to, to get lost. And all the remainder should be disposed of, should be destroyed on Friday before Shabbat. Now what happens if you don't finish up all the Hamas during that Shabbat? So whatever remnants of Hamas on that Shabbat, we are not going to obviously burn Hamas on Shabbat, that's forbidden for many reasons. 
So what one should do instead is do the bitul in the heart. We explained in the last chapter for Rambam bitul is not like for Tosafot hefker. It doesn't have to do with giving up legally ownership, but rather it has to do with giving, resigning yourself to the fact that this Hames is never going to be used ever, ever again, not on Pesach nor after Pesach. And a person, the person should place some kind of a container on top of this Hames just to have a siman and make it very obvious that this should not be touched. And then Musae Yom Tov Rishon Shel Pesach, I presume on uh, in Husla Alis is Musae Yom Tov Sheni Shel Pesach, then he should proceed Musae Yom Tov to burn it. What happens if a Kohen has several loaves of bread, all of which are teruma, and he needed, because one of them became tameh, he needed to burn them before Shabbat. Now we have a special rule about teruma, we may not burn the pure with the impure. So he actually should divide them into three categories. One is the surely tameh, one is the surely tahor, and one is the one that we don't know whether it's tameh or tahor that's called teluya. The teluya also needs to be burned, but it's a separate kind of obligation to burn it. So that should be burned separately. The Teme'ah should be burned separately. The Tehorah should be burned separately because of Hamas concerns. And from the Tehorah, you should live enough to eat during the first third of daylight on the day of Shabbat. Someone who forgot to do Bedikat Hamas or neglected for any reason, failed purposely or not, to do Bedikat Hamas on the night of the 14th, the eve before Pesach, he should do so, he should do Bedikat Hamas the morning of Pesach, not because the time passed, the Tekana ceases to apply. The Tekana continues to apply. If during the morning, during the first third of the day, this was not done, this should be done during the two hours completing from the third day, the first half of the day, hours five and six. If a person did not then burn it uh, during that time, you should do so even during the Hag. Even if all of Pesach passed and there has been no Bedika done until then, the Tekana continues to apply, and this Tekana says that the Bedikat Hamas should be done after Pesach. Why? Hachamim wanted to obligate a person to go ahead, proceed, and do Bedikat Hamas even after Pesach, because any Hamas that is found after Pesach, that passed Pesach under the ownership of a Jew, is Asur Bahanaya and needs to be found and 
كشبوذك الحماس بالليل 14 وبيوم 14 وبتوخ الراجل when these bad guys being done regardless of when it's being done and Harambam mentions here the three situations under which one could be doing badika one is on its time one is right after and one is even during Pesach not sure not clear sorry it is clear at the end of this halakha however not after Pesach although one must do badika what we are about to say does not apply we should say a beracha before beginning to search for the Hames. Uh, blessing you are, uh, Hashem our Lord, the eternal King, the one who has sanctified us with his precepts and has prescribed to us on account of, on the matter of Bi'ur Hames, on the matter of the elimination of Hames. And then he goes and searches in all places, as we said before, where Hamed sometimes is brought in, as we explained in the last chapter. And uh, if, if, if someone does his bedika after Pesach, as we said, if you forgot to do it or neglected to do it for whatever reason during Pesach, you have to do it after Pesach. The only difference is you will not do a Beracha. Now, one thing about this Beracha, and this brings us back to Ilchot Berachot, uh, there is a difference between saying Al Bi'ur and Leba'er. And one of the things that Hanabam said in, in Ilchot Berachot, Perek Yod Aleph, is that when the action itself is not going to complete, is not going to complete the 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 action. The 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 beracha is said with the verb of uh, with the form of al biur, just like anetilat yadaim, etc., etc. So that's the reason why we say al biur and not lebaer. Halachazain, kashe gomer livdok. In badak belir arbaasar or beyom arbaasar kolam sheshot. When a person finishes the bedika, if this was done on the night of the 14th or on the day of the 14th before the six hours during Sha'ata Bi'ur, then after doing this Bi'ur, after burning the Hamesh, disposing of it, we are going to see a couple of examples afterwards how um, one must still say the formula that we say to signify what we mean in our hearts. For all the Hames that remained within our property and was not discovered through this search. And what should he say? Veyomar, kol Hames sheyesh birshuti, shelor reitiv velo yedativ, harehu batel, faharehu kaafar. Every Hames that is within my possession or my ownership or my property that I have not seen and that I'm not aware of. Let it be nullified, null and void, just like the dust of the earth. A couple of notes. Number one, the custom is today among most communities to use a formula given by the Gemara in, in Aramit. And one more point we mentioned also before that the opinion of the Tosafot is to add the word hefker for them 
this whole point is doing have care for which you need to mention this should be have care and this is not i repeat this is not the opinion of arambam you should not have the word have care in this formula and it's it seems to also not be the opinion of the gemara avalim badak betehilat sha'a shishit ulma'la eno sarikh lebatel shehare eno birshuto shekevar ne'esar bahanaya however if a person did this bedikat hames after its time, after the, the first half of the day of the eve of Pesach, then following that biur, there is no need for this bitul, because interestingly, in effect, in fact, the Hamas is no longer his. He doesn't have the right to derive any benefit from the Hamas as it has already become forbidden. Which means that if a person transgressed all of these prescriptions and did not do the bi'ur or the bitul with that formula or in his heart for the first half of the of the of the day preceding Pesach, the eve of Pesach, in other words, he passed Sha'at Habi'ur, and then he finds Hames. So this means that the person violated lo loklum, and doing bitul right now would not save him from having violated that. Because this is no longer his right. He has no more right to benefit from this Hames. And the only respect with respect to which, the only aspect with, res- with respect to which a person still owns the Hames is in order, order to become Hayav in terms of However, he has no right over this, uh, this Hames. And furthermore, he's obligated to destroy it whenever he does find it. If he finds it on Yom Tov, he should put a keli on top of it, as we mentioned before, until Mosa'e Yom Tov, and then destroy it. And if this Hames happens to be, happens to be property of Bet HaMikdash, that's called Hekdesh, then because that's something that people take very seriously, nobody messes with the property of Bet HaMikdash, and Chachamim did not require to go as far as to cover it with a special container. Uh, everyone stays away from it anyways, and this is not necessary. One who has left his house before Sha'at Abi'ur, in other words, the night preceding the night of the Seder, and before doing Bedikat Hames, and he left his house to go and do a misvah, for example, to participate in a seuda that's done for a misvah, for instance, a seuda of a wedding, a wedding party. And then he remembers that he has hames in his house. Very interesting. Hamim say, if the person has enough time to go back home, and do and find that Hamas that he just remembered and destroy it, and then come back and return to doing the misvah that he is right now doing, 
to participate in this wedding, for example, he should do so. If not, then the same Hachamim who established the Tekana of Bedikat Hames, when in reality the, the Bitul Balev would have been enough Midioraita, they prefer you to stay and continue doing this misva of, of um, rejoicing with and bringing happiness to the Hatan and the Kala than going back and doing the misva of Bedikat uh, Hames. Uh, if the reason the person is not home is because he went to save Jewish property from Gaius is a, a it used to be the case of Roman legions or any other any other army that passes by and starts looting property of the Jews or Nahar there is a flooding fire, mapolet, some kind of a of, of a, a rubble following a destruction of some structure, then all of these reasons are strong enough that to take the person away from the tekana and he could go back to doing the bitul balev. However, if the only reason he's not home is for his own personal purposes, not misva, and not to save Jewish property for any of the circumstances, but rather for himself, for his own enjoyment and benefit, then the tekana does apply and he must return home immediately. And what's the amount that if he remembers he has that much hamet at home he should return for? However, if he had less than betsa, if he remembers that he has, let's say, uh, three zait, three zatim worth, which is less than betsam, at home somewhere, and uh, he knows exactly where it is, it's enough for him to do the bitul balev, he doesn't need to return for it, because the amount is too small. Halachayot. A person who has left at home a kneaded dough, a dough that was kneaded, is from legalgel, that's the way you do the dough, you turn it around and turn it around again. So this is a case that's not uh, that's not before Bedikat Hamas, like we have spoken, like, like, like the cases we just mentioned, but Halachayod is a situation in which after She'at Habi'ur, a person was doing, presumably, he was preparing Masa, he forgot the dough of the Masa laying somewhere in his kitchen, he goes to study with his rabbi, and then he remembers that this is what happened, so he's allowed to do Bitul of the dough that's not yet Hames. Why? Although it's more than Besa, but it's not yet Hamez, and therefore Hamim permitted this because he's engaged in something that they considered beneficial and productive, and they wanted you to continue being and learning with your rabbi. However, if enough time has passed that this dough would have become Hamez, then one must return. Uh, the, the moment that it becomes Hamez, he's over umbali and as soon as he returns home, he must destroy that dough. Halachayot Aleph, now, we are talking about destroying and eliminating and disposing of. What does it mean? How do you eliminate, destroy Hamas? 
או פורר וזורה לרוח, או זורה כל הים. You have three examples that the Mishnah brings. These are examples that are also, by the way, fit for disposing of Abu Dazara. Number one is Sorefo, to burn the Hametz. That's the most common, the most obvious way. <coughs> Number two, Porer Vezorel Aruach. You can pulverize it and throw it to the wind, let it be gone with the wind. Also, recall Yam, it, it can also be thrown to some body of water. Yam is not necessarily seawater, salt water. Yam is any body of water. However, if the Hames was solid and it would not be dissolved soon enough by the water, if it was thrown there, then one must do like is done for the wind and first uh, crumble it and only then proceed to throwing it to the water. Another case, if the Hamas on top of it fell some kind of a structure, some structure uh, crumbled on top of it, then if there is at least three tefahim of, uh, of dust, of debris on top of it, then this is considered as though it's destroyed. However, in the case of Mabalet, if Sha'at Habi'ur has not arrived yet, then the person must also uh, do the bitul with, with one's heart, with one in, one's intention. Netanor nochli kodem sha'a shishit. Eno sarich leva'er. If the hames was netanor, netanor means to, to gift. <coughs> if he was gifted to a goy. Before the sixth hour, there is no longer a need for a bi'ur. Ve'im serafo kodem sha'a shishit. And one more detail, if this was indeed burned before the right time, in other words, during the right time, then any coals or ashes or carbon material that, that's formed from the burning of Hames is not Asur Behanayad, it is permissible to use even during Pesach. However, once the Hamas entered the, the time of prohibition, then its entirety became Asur Bahanaya, and then if you burn it, you may not use those ashes or that carbonized piece of bread for any purpose during Pesach because it became Asur Bahanaya. And if this was indeed used, if I took a coal made of bread that had entered Pesach in order to cook with it, let's say, an egg, any produce from the heating that is created using that carbonized hames also becomes a surbahanaya. Uh, this is more uh, like the example I just cited. So coals of bread also are asurim bahanaya, given that it's burned, the hames was burned, after its entirety was asur bahanaya. In other words, if the hames is burned before Pesach begins, then the moment Pesach enters, or the moment Sha'at Abi'ur finishes, what I have in my hand right now is no longer hames, and therefore it never became asur bahanaya. This is just... 
a piece of coal, a piece of ashes, or whatever this Hames looks like right now. And with this, we finish chapter three.